Hey, murder lovers. My name is Mackenzie. And I'm Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. If you would leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's raining today really hard. We live in Oregon. It is what it is. And so... Hopefully it relaxes you while you're listening to a true crime podcast and going to bed at the same time. Oh my God, that would be totally soothing though. (laughs) You get true crime and the ASMR of rain, although it's not really ASMR because it's not super close to the microphone, but you get the The calming sounds. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. I didn't even notice it until I had the headphones It made me totally think of Phoebe. The babbling brooks. Oh. (laughs) think you know what I'm doing today I don't know it's a very publicized as much as um one would think yeah I'm super so. curious because I at this point need to get my true crime fix as well because yeah. I haven't been able to dive into it as much enjoy something different yeah, yeah. this was brought to my attention by a co-worker friend Ooh, we love a good recommendation Doug. so thanks Doug Thanks, Doug. And <laughs> um, there's two cases. I will be talking about two different cases, but they are so similar that I had to talk about them together. Okay. All right. So the first case is from Mount Holly, North Carolina. This is about 35-year-old Joshua Hunsucker, who is a trained paramedic. Shout out to all of our first responders. Yes. Love you guys the true heroes he's a trained paramedic in north carolina and he is the one that finds his wife stacy hunsucker dying in the living room on september 23rd of 2018 whoa yeah he couldn't get his story straight on Mm -hmm. how he found his dying wife he told one friend that he was out in the backyard chopping wood and came in to find her He told another friend that he had been out for a walk and walked into his house and found her like that. Found her like what? Slouching over on the couch. Okay. So she didn't have like any visible wounds or anything like that? No. Okay. So Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom. Oh, I know. I I kept thinking that as I was writing this down. But he told Stacy's mom that he was in the kitchen working on his laptop. And then he, when he turned around, he saw Stacy slouched on the couch. He told yet another story, and this was to the police. He said he was coming back inside the house from locking his car and walked in and found his wife on the couch like that. Wow. Why you need five different stories, I have no fucking You're literally clue. all over the place. Just Take a lane. One of those. Drive And it would have been good. Yeah. Right. So... Stacy died of heart failure. Leading up to the day of Stacy's death, Stacy had had a couple years of long stays in the hospital. The doctors could not figure out the cause of her heart problems, and she had every time that she was admitted, it was for slow palpitations. Mm-hmm. They were baffled by her symptoms, and they. Kept trying to figure out what is wrong with her. Kept trying to make her better. And because it was out of nowhere. 
Yeah. No medical history with the family. Young, healthy woman that presents with heart issues that don't offer an explanation. Right. Okay. So friends and family of Stacy even started a GoFundMe page that raised over $10,000 in medical bills Mm -hmm. for her medical bills. So this goes to show that she was a well-loved person in her community. Friends and family raised Mm -hmm. a lot of money. It's a shitload of money to help with the bills. It's reported that... When did this happen? Sorry. September 2018. Okay. After Stacy's death, her husband, Joshua, opted not to have an autopsy done on Stacy. She was an organ donor, and he still refused to have an autopsy performed on her because he, quote, didn't want her to be cut up. Because she was an organ donor, and Stacy's mom had the forethought of doing this, she had a private company take a blood sample before he had already put on paper, no, I don't want an autopsy done on Mm -hmm. her, to potentially find matches on the organs. Mm -hmm. They took that blood sample. Mm. But she had them keep it. Smart. Good job, Mom. So, because the circumstances were already a little suspicious, again, young woman, out of nowhere, heart failure is concerning the mother had that sample ran or told the detectives like hey no there's blood i want you to run it and investigate that there was an abnormal they found that there was an abnormal amount of tetrahydrosoline in her system any guesses to what that is arsenic visine oh eye drops yep oh This is triggering a memory. This is more commonly known as the active ingredient in the decongestant or eye drops in brands like Visine, etc. Yeah. Ingested over time, this drug can have adverse effects. They won't do just what they're supposed to on your eyes, but they can cause almost comatose states. They cause drowsiness, slowness. Not interesting that you can put something into your eyeball and have it be fine, but if you ingest it, then that's where the issue is. Very interesting. It causes irregularities in the heartbeat. It attacks the nervous system right off the bat. Mm -hmm. It's not known how exactly these drugs were administered to Stacey. So we don't know if it was her food or her drink, but it had to have been one of these methods because like you said... It doesn't happen by a lot of it going into your eye or anything. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything that she might have accidentally overdosed on, I guess. Stacy's mom kept the investigation alive. And this is because she knew that something was suspicious. Her daughter had to have been murdered. Right. She continued pressing investigators to dig in further and further. And... She found a possible possible motive. Joshua wasn't helping his case either. She Stacy left behind a five and a six year old daughter. And less than six months after her passing, he already had a new girlfriend. Showed no signs of grief. He was moving right along. Yeah, on to the next. Stacy's mom suspected foul play right off the bat. And she even made a report with the North Carolina Insurance Department that she suspected fraud and that Joshua had killed her daughter to collect on the life insurance on two different life insurances for a total of $250,000. Sheesh, that's a lot of money. 
although it's never been confirmed, suspected that Joshua had been cheating on her while she was alive. Investigators brought in Joshua for questioning, and it was during this period that they believed they gathered enough evidence to charge him with this now. Although he did not confess, apparently they had enough to implicate him on it. So Joshua has been charged with first-degree murder. He's currently being held on a bond of $1.5 million. And if he's convicted of first-degree murder, he can face life in prison or even the death penalty. He hasn't actually been convicted yet. That's correct. Okay. But you said there were two, so somebody else had the same idea? Yes. So... I'm now scared of anyone that has so interesting enough. Interestingly enough, I didn't even put this together till I was writing them out. Yeah. So, Josh and Stacy's case is from North Carolina. This one's from South Carolina. Interesting. Funny clinkadink. Okay. Now, when you map that out on a compass, would you say never eat soggy waffles? Stop (laughs) it. You're bringing them into this? All right, fine. It's never eat sour watermelon. It's a lie. It's a lie. On January 17th of this year, 2020, Lana Clayton, who is 53 years old, has confessed to killing her husband of five years, Stephen Clayton, in July of 2018. Oh, so, these happened like right around the same time. Yeah. Crazy. It's great. I wonder if they knew each other. What if they knew South each Carolina, other North and they Carolina? were south in North Carolina and then they swapped the idea and then it happened at the same time? <gasps> Conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Steven was a very successful businessman. Lana ha- was his, get this, seventh wife. Yikes. Seven. Yikes. That is so many. That's a lot. That's a lot. Who wants to deal with that much? Apparently she was ready and willing, I guess. Yikes. But maybe not so much. Okay, so they <laughs> they lived in a million dollar home. No, nothing was spared. They had a He's great He's been married life. seven times and he has that kind of money still? I, prenups, I sir. Prenups. Tell me who your lawyer is. So, but Lana claims that life was not all as good as it seemed on the outside. You don't say. She said that her husband was abusive and that she meant to make him only uncomfortable by administering the eye drops into his food and drinks. Ah. Now, because I've heard that, actually, this happened to a, did this happen to girls in high school that I knew? So here, hold on, hear me out oh on gosh, this. Okay. This is known as the Visine prank, Right. Yes, because it is if coming you've seen, screaming back to me now. And if you haven't seen Wedding Crashers, first of all, go see that movie. It's awesome. But in that movie, the main character, one of the main characters, puts Visine in one of his rivals' drinks, knowing that it would cause him to have uncontrollable diarrhea. Yep. That's an urban myth. Visine will not make someone have a bowel movement. It will make them have slow palpitations and can make them have seizures or have a coma. It can still give you diarrhea. Probably. I mean, it's a drug. Yeah. And it's a saline solution. You put that in your body and yeah, it's going to, it's like an enema except and going in differently. But the other way. Yeah. But there's also other drugs in it. It's not just 
salt water. Right, right, right. So I'm sure it probably can make you have diarrhea, but... Probably depends on the type you get. Right. An article on therecord.com says this. The scene in that film, Wedding Crashers, is alleged to have inspired a number of copycat crimes. Five high school students in Milwaukee nearly killed a classmate by imitating the prank on June of 2006. A Wisconsin woman was jailed for 90 days for repeatedly poisoning her roommate's water with Visine in 2011. Oh my gosh. Confessing that she had the idea from the movie. In 2013, a California man was charged with domestic violence and poisoning after he spiked his girlfriend's drink as a prank following an argument between the couple. A Google search for Visine prank yields over 19,000 results, including several more cases of poison pranks, most occurring from 2005 onwards. That just shows you how irresponsible it is to put things like that in movies without really knowing what it's going to do to what somebody. What it's going to do. Yeah. Lana said that it was not her intention to kill her husband. She confessed to putting the Visine eye drops in his food and drinks through the, throughout the course of three days up to his death. Prosecutors believe, though, that Lana acted with the intent to kill him and had the motive to collect on life insurance as well as inherit his assets that were also valued over a million dollars. Is there any evidence that he was actually abusive? What do his no. six ex-wives say? There's not a trial. She took a plea. Mm. So her lawyers in court said that Lana Clayton was a good person having worked as a veterans affair nurse in Charlotte. They said Lana Clayton was abused as a child, raped on a military base, and suffered from, uh, from PTSD. She attempted to kill herself while this investigation was going on in August of 2018. She That's was a lot of trauma. A lot. She was originally charged with murder but she accepted a plea deal. There's no evidence of her being abused by him, though? Not anything that came forward. I'm not saying that she didn't intend to kill him. I just think that there might be a reason why there. I'm not buying the whole thing. Why she got to that point. Yeah, because the whole, the way she did it was so sneaky. It's just, to do that for no reason doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, her reasoning was to cause him discomfort which well, her reasoning was understand. that she was being abused, and that she was right. going to get even by doing this. Yes, if if I didn't know, obviously now know that Visine was going to kill someone. If I'm going to do a vice, if I was going to do a Visine prank, I would do as much as I can in one cup of coffee or something. Yeah, I right? would do it over three days. Watch you shit your brains out. Right. Ha ha, funny or fuck you, but not like a little bit here, a little bit there. Right. That's what I'm saying. Keep I think a fucking she'd... bottle on you and put it out yeah. as much as you can. Like, no, that shows you're thinking about. Yeah, and I. Else. That's why I think she was thinking about it a hundred percent. I just it seems like an odd thing to do for no reason, and over an extended period of time. Right. So, albeit three days, but still more than a one-time thing. She was sentenced to twenty-five years in jail. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's mm. all she got. Interesting. Maybe it's because it's not considered a violent murder. Would that be considered a violent crime? 
I mean, yeah, murder is always a violent crime, I think. Well, I mean, especially knowing that the symptoms of it and the side effects of it or leading up to the heart failure are very uncomfortable. It almost seems like it's torturous to have someone feel so sick for so long. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, 25 years. She's 50-something, right? So, at the very least, she's going to be 75, 78. Yeah, her life is over. If she gets out on good behavior, let's say, so then maybe she does, like, 15 years or something like that. But still. It's always when there's kids involved and one parent takes away the other and the other one gets thrown in jail. I'm just like, you're a fucking moron, man. But I'm like, did he do that because he was having an affair and he wanted to collect on the life insurance? Or, like, what was the reason there, you know? I think it was just, it was just greed, just like the second one. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess we can find out if we have any updates on that one. I'll let you know because it's really interesting to me that what a way to do it. Yeah. You know, and and be, with Josh especially, he's a paramedic. So can you imagine how many lives he saved? Well, and, and that's the other thing, too, is like if he really wasn't involved in it he has the skills and training to be able to handle whatever was going on that day did he was he doing cpr when they came to the door you know i don't know i'd like to know trial yeah i'll let you guys know i'll I'll keep an eye on it i'll do it a google alert follow it (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good idea see if it comes up because it, it would be interesting to know if what was the situation that the paramedics walked into yeah was he trying to rescue her at that point? Because it almost would seem unnatural of him to not want to step in being right. a trained paramedic. So that would be a telling sign right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I we agree. We will wait for the trial. All right. So updates to come. In cool. the meantime, what you guys can do is you can follow us over on Instagram at a stranger danger podcast. And you can email us at a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook where you can also write a review there if you don't have iTunes, which is Stranger Danger colon a true crime podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at SD True Crime Pod. Thank you so much. Next week you will hear from me again because I'll be all caught up on school, hopefully. Famous last words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.